Welcome to the Sheryl and Shirley Show. I had the pleasure of interviewing a friend of mine, Amy Laudenbeck. She's running for Wisconsin Secretary of State position. Since 2011, she's proudly served in the Wisconsin State Assembly. During that time, she's authored over 40 bills that were signed into law. As a member of the Budget Committee, she's helped keep spending in check and made cutting taxes a priority. She has a strong work ethic and believes in conservative fiscal policy, limited government, and personal responsibility. She has a plan to fix the Office of Secretary of State add value, and deliver real results. I know she's the right person for the job, and I'm excited to share Amy's ideas, and she wants to earn the support of the voters across Wisconsin. So let's welcome Amy. Thank you. Welcome to the Sheryl and Shirley Show. Today, our guest is Amy Laudenbeck. She is running for Secretary of State, and we sure hope that she can finally take the person out who's been there for like over 44 years. So welcome, Amy. Thanks for having me, Sheryl and Shirley. Well, we're, we're glad you're with us today. And I guess maybe we should kick off a little bit by just telling people a little bit about yourself. Spent the last 12 years in the legislature and voluntarily giving up my seat to run for this position because I think it's important that we don't stay in these jobs forever, which is basically what my opponent has decided to do for the last 44 years. Prior to serving in the legislature, I served on my town board. I've been married. I just had my 23-year anniversary Yesterday, I met my husband on our volunteer fire department in a town in Waller County back in the mid-90s. And work-wise, I've uh, for an environmental project management company for a number of years and then also did some work at my uh, the Greater Beloit Chamber of Commerce when we moved to Rock County. I did uh, government relations and various leadership roles. Kind of a mixed bag. I think that helps me really bring a lot of different ideas and a, little, a lot of different angles uh, to my role in the legislature and hopefully in this new role as Secretary of State. Great. Why don't you tell us what bills or, or, or something, a law that went into effect that you helped get passed that would be your favorite one or the, the most important to you? Oh my gosh. The, I get this question a lot and there are so many. I, I did several bills for children and families. I did several bills for public safety. There is a bill and I know if, if where you are is, is like where it is everywhere, but struggling with public safety and emergency services. So there are a couple of bills that I really think will help the long-term health of Wisconsin and our public safety units like fire and EMS in particular. Some with relationship to funding that's going to take probably a, a year or two for the agency to figure it out. It's leveraging more federal dollars to get down to cover the uncompensated cost at the local level. So, you know, if you send an ambulance out, Medicare, Medicaid might reimburse you a couple hundred dollars and your cost is six or eight or nine hundred dollars to sort of help cover that gap. Another bill I authored had to do with community EMS, which is great, especially uh, you know, when people need to get the care they need in their homes or in the right place at the right time. Same thing, I authored the telehealth bill. It was signed into law literally a few months before the COVID started hitting. And so we were fortunate in Wisconsin to have that framework in place. So when I think about sort of the arc of what's going to kind of leave the biggest mark, but there were some other significant bills, like I said, with children and families and unaccompanied and homeless youth that I think are going to hopefully t take some strain off of that system on the back end because of the things that we've done now. Hopefully we'll we'll sort of, you know, have less youth in the child welfare system. And can you give us a little overview of what the Secretary of State position is, requires or what it does sure. for us here in Wisconsin? Sure, I'd be happy to. It's a pretty small budget agency. It's only $240,000. That's the Secretary of State. That's one full-time employee and one LTE, I believe. And then their, their incidental expenses. They keep the state seal, countersign documents that the governor signs, serve on the Board of Commissioner of Public Lands, which 
people up in the north would probably be much more familiar with it than the people down by me, but there's about 77,000 acres of public lands, and about a billion and a half dollars in assets that this board oversees. And then there's, there's staff over in the BCPL that actually they have foresters and others that work on managing the resource. And the interest from that trust fund goes to fund school libraries. And then the Secretary of State also issues authentications for different international documents. And unfortunately, that's where we're seeing the, a, a significant failure in in the office, uh, oftentimes the phone is going unanswered. It's not open to the public regularly as it should be. Documents are taking months sometimes to be processed. So there are you know, people waiting for their international adoptions or for their court dates or for their uh, humanitarian aid to be accepted in other countries because Doug Follett is not, I would argue, not a working member of his own team. And that, that office is just not responsive. It's not transparent. I think there's just maybe some arrogance in there after a a number of years that we need to just do a hard reset on the office and make sure that we are maintaining those current duties in an honest and you know in, in, with integrity and transparency and then try to modernize the services there could be a lot better more efficient customer service happening there if they would modernize the systems and probably more security i think we could use things like blockchain and other technology to issue these documents right now it's you fill out a form you mail it in you kind of wait in a determinate period of time and hope you get something back. We can do better than that. Is some of the problem with things not getting done the fact that people are not coming to the office and working or are we having a hard time staffing that office? It's hard to say because, I mean, we can see that they recently did their budget request so we can see some of the documents, uh, like some of the numbers, but actually there's a, there's a biennial report to the legislature that's supposed to be done that actually the report to the legislature has never been done. Sometimes they do it to the Department of Administration. There isn't a whole lot of information about wait times or how long things take to come in and, or to go out. Most of this is anecdotal from either people I've met while I've been traveling, so judges or people who work in the court system or individuals waiting for their documents. So I don't really have a good answer for that. I know for a while it was COVID, but most other places are, are back up and operating. Kind of hard to say. Well, tell us how your campaign's been going so far. I know that you had a tough primary and you made it through that. And now we're moving on. General election's not too far away. How's it going for you? Well, with, yeah, about six weeks to go here, it is going really well. I've been traveling a lot, which I did before the primary as well. But now we're, we're opening up that audience. It's not just likely primary voters. It's likely general election voters. So, you know, I need about a million more votes than I got in the primary in order to be successful. So uh, a lot more people out there. So whether it's large scale events to just build my name ID, as you know, Double Follett's been in office for a long time and he kind of has a name that is not necessarily a household name, but it's pretty well known in Wisconsin. That's a that's a big job to, to make sure that people recognize my name when it's on the ballot. A reason why he continues to be successful uh, despite not campaigning and despite not having a whole lot to run on because he's doesn't have a lot of things to brag about happening in that office. Make sure I'm getting my name out there. I was at Ashland this week. I was down at Cranfest and Warren's. I was up in Monaco at Beefarama. I was able to team up with the Michaels campaign um, in Oneida and Vilas County on Saturday. So sometimes I'm on my own. Sometimes I'm going to, to structured events and sometimes I'm just out introducing myself to strangers <laughs> and um, <laughs> and asking for their support. Also delivering yard signs, delivering literature, making sure all my collateral materials are getting into the offices and uh, and being responsive to opportunities to get out and, and meet new people and trying to be strategic. It's a lot of ground to cover and definitely want to leverage every opportunity that I have. So, and, and including 
media and other uh, other opportunities. Well, I think it's really interesting to go from running an assembly campaign that you think is a very large area to running a state campaign it has to be a huge uh, adjustment. Yes, and I can tell you, uh, starting later this week, I'm actually I have a couple hours blocked off on Friday afternoon. I'm going to do doors in my home county. I'm going to team up with the Rock GOP, and we're going to do some doors on the west side of Beloit. I have another another day I know scheduled in October in Iowa County, but. I don't mind doing doors. I actually really like it. So to go out there with the with the grassroots volunteers and and campaign staff and show them that I'm willing to I'm willing to do it too. I just can't do it all by myself. And, and also to kind of see what the response is. It's nice to run into people and they'll say, "Oh, are you Amy?" And they've heard of me. And that's and in you know places far and wide. So that's exciting. So hopefully I won't be knocking on doors in Beloit, where I live in in the same <laughs> where I represent them in the legislature, and they don't know I'm running. Um, but it'll be. I think it's always really good to get face to face feedback. And isn't it true the current Secretary of State's been there for like ever? First elected in 1974, and then. Didn't were you for, born then? Well, well, yes, I was. But <laughs> sure. But I will say he first ran for Congress in 1970. So he literally has been running for elected office almost as long as I have been alive. I was born in 1969. That's pretty stark. So 1978 was the only um, from 78 to 82 was the gap when or 79 to uh, 83 when Val Phillips served. And that is because Doug Follett didn't run because he ran for lieutenant governor and was unsuccessful, and so then he ran again, and he's been there since 83. That's amazing. And during, and during his tenure, uh, the Secretary of State's office has had um, duties reassigned to their own commission or assigned to mm-hmm. other commissions. Uh, yep, other agencies. And large, when, when I have asked, I've had people that have that remember that or served then, and, and it, wasn't, it wasn't because he was... You know, a Democrat and Governor Thompson was a Republican. I think it was it, it was what I'm hearing it was it was because the duties weren't being weren't being done timely, and so they had to transfer them to other places. I wasn't there. That's, that's what I'm hearing. And part of my sort of my platform going forward is to say, you know, we can go back to basics and we can look at what other secretaries of state do in other states. And if we want to put some responsibilities back there, I would be more than willing to have that conversation with with the legislature and the governor. Well, just updating the website alone, I know we've talked a little bit about that. I mean, how long has it been since they've updated the website? I don't know, but I think when we talked last, I mentioned that if you click on elections on the Secretary of State's website, it takes you to the broken link for the former Government Accountability Board. So that's been years. That alone would help uh, tremendously, especially like you said, with the flow of information to people that are trying to adopt or other uh, judges in, in information that people need. Right. If you And I've looked like the National Association of Secretaries of State. They have a website. They have subcommittees. Doug LaFollette doesn't even belong to the organization. He's one of the, like, I don't know if he's the only one, but there are only a couple if, if that that don't belong. But I mean, other states do this too. What are they doing to track those documents? So if you send it in, then you get like a tracking number, like UPS or FedEx or something, and you can see where you are in the process, make sure everything was complete and they're just waiting to sign it. Whatever the the answer is, instead of just go check your mailbox every day, people are not, I mean, we can do better than that. How is inflation hitting you being a campaign for a statewide type of um Oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> everything is um, taking a little bit long. Well, I mean, fuel is is, is one thing. Um, <laughs> and I notice that more than, than anything on a daily basis. Yard signs, print material, everything is more expensive than it's been in the past. 
the uh, supply chains a little bit tighter. I know I've heard other, other county offices and other uh, candidates, like their their yard signs are, t- are taking a really long time. Maybe you've heard this up by you, but I mean, for a while, and it could still be the case, the cardboard signs were just, from my vendor, were just unavailable. They just didn't have the cardboard. Wow. And ink, I mean, just things and stakes, you know, your yard sign stakes, the size oh, I yeah. normally get, I couldn't get, so I had to get a different size. So. So things like that, you know, postage just went up. So everything is, is getting a little bit more expensive. And even for me, I have a really small team, compensate them as to the extent that I'm able to. But I know that the labor market in general, even for, you know, campaigns that usually, you know, hire people to knock doors and do all those things, all those things are more expensive now. Well, the price of gas has got to be killing you. Mm-hmm. Well, also, if you have to stay somewhere, I mean, hotels mm-hmm. even right now have gone up in price and food, I yes. mean, all of it. Buying, you know, yeah, eating anywhere, restaurants or anything, everything has been sky mm-hmm. high. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how your fundraising is going and maybe information on how people can get hold of you or how they can donate? Sure. So the interesting thing, and we're going to, we'll do a press release. Um, the finance reports are due on, on Tuesday, the 27th. Doug LaFalle had already filed his. He filed it last week, I believe. And he has gotten over 90% of his contributions are from out of state. He had a $20,000 contribution from Steven Spielberg. He had a $20,000 contribution from Steven Spielberg's wife. He had other significant contributions from California, Connecticut, Washington State. So that's hard to match. I have raised well over 90% of the funds I've raised from Wisconsin. A lot of them from my own, from Rock and Waller counties, from people that, that know me and trust me. And then, you know, now we're we're reaching out and it's statewide and we have been. And we're getting good support. It's going to be difficult if he's going to be pulling in a bunch of Democrat elite super funders when I'm just doing regular contributions. I'm accepting PAC contributions, but that's been a pretty marginal part of part of uh, what I have been receiving. It's a little frustrating, but I think we'll, you know, we'll, we'll try to be creative. I mean, we've been doing working on a probably a smaller budget for a statewide candidate anyway, but I do want to be able to f- fund mail and digital and radio and all the other things that, that you want to be able to do by the end of the campaign. When, I mean, now absentee voting is already sort of starting by mail. The next, I mean, the money's going to start going out the door much more quickly coming up here real quick. Don't you think it's tough when you have like governor and U.S. Senate and all of that you're competing against trying to raise funds with too? Correct. And I'm definitely hearing that a lot. People are getting fatigued. We had, what, 20 20 statewide candidates in the primary. So, you know, some people I'm sure feel like, you know, they invested in a candidate maybe that didn't win. So they're just kind of done or they significantly invested in other candidates. So we're going to just keep pl- plugging forward. We have been, you know, getting some successful donations, even just online, even, you know, $5 or it all, it all adds up. And it's, it's nice to have that little, it, it gives me great joy when I check my WinRed account and I have a, a $5 contribution. It just, it's very humbling because I know people work hard for their money and I want them to feel like they're, you know, they're, they're part of this too, because that's exciting when people are kind of invested in, in any way that they can be. So I do have a, my website is sodavotingwi.com. There's a donate tab on the website that takes you to a secure WinRed place to donate if people choose to. So that's been, you know, that's been helpful as a I mean, they take out a little bit of a fee, but, you know, it costs me 60 cents to mail an envelope these days. So all that is a wash. So don't be, I, I think if people that, 
you know, sometimes they like to write a paper check and send it in, but it's just as easy to take care of it online anymore. Okay. So, hey, we see you're going to be at the Liberty Fest in Eau Claire. I am going to be at the Liberty Fest in Eau Claire. Are you going to be there? Yes, we are. We are exciting. I'm, yes, I am going to set up. We're going to set up and podcast from there. So make sure you stop by and say hi. I will be traveling to the northwest side of the state this week, and I'm in the process of trying to set up some opportunities for people to come out and see me. Particularly, I'm looking at um, Superior and Chippewa Falls. So if either of those come together, we'll be putting them on our Facebook page as soon as we have that info. So my my Facebook is. Vote Amy WI if people want to check that and see if I've got anything cooking. Great. And now we know October 9th you will be at the Liberty Fest in Eau Claire. Yes. Uh, if there's any other places, mention them. And if you know that you're going to be uh, campaigning somewhere, hey, if you're going to be in my area, let me know. I Absolutely, I will. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to let Shirley take us out in eight. Uh, I just want to say thank you to Amy Laudenbeck, who's a candidate for Secretary of State. Thanks for coming on today with Cheryl and Shirley. And Shirley, you can take us out. You've been listening to the Cheryl and Shirley Show, and you can hear us on Apple Podcast, Podbeam. You can reach us um, via Facebook. We have a Cheryl and Shirley Show page. And then you can also reach us by email at the Cheryl Shirley Show at proton.me. And it's been a great day. We are now over and out. Music.